Hey there, I'm Beth Connors, a midwife and mom of two, but also your birth bestie. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into everything you need to feel confident, prepared, and in control from baby bump to delivery room, from practical tips to personal stories. We'll cover it all so you know exactly what to expect every step of the way. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Your Birth Bestie podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. And if I had to guess, you are probably currently pregnant, preparing for your upcoming hospital birth, and maybe overwhelmed with the fact that you can't control your own birth. Nobody knows exactly when they'll go into labor or what their birth story will be like and how everything will unfold. And that can be both exciting, but maybe terrifying for some people, and actually a lot of people. But I don't want you to think that just because you can't predict your birth, you can still be in control of it. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. I personally was one of those people. At the end of my pregnancy, I was just so anxious, but also excited. And I had a lot of unanswered questions. But I didn't know that I could have answers to those questions and that I could have prepared for certain things. So I think personally, that's where a lot of my fear of uncertainty came from initially with my first pregnancy. So first of all, I want to let you know that you are not alone at all in feeling this way. And I also wanted to reassure you that you don't have to continue feeling out of control or anxiously anticipating the fear of childbirth if that is what is happening to you right now. Of course, my own view on birth is that it is beautiful and a transformative experience, but of course we have no idea how it's actually going to play out. So I want to give you insight on three specific things regarding navigating the journey of preparing for a hospital birth with confidence, despite any uncertainties. And to outline these, we will be talking about embracing the unknown, making informed decisions, and building resilience. So if this sounds good to you, please keep on listening. And if you find this helpful, send this episode to a friend. I know I love finding new podcasts that my friends recommend. So hopefully you will do the same and spread this information to other pregnant mamas who would be interested too. So let's first start talking about embracing the unknown. When I was preparing for the birth of my first baby, let's just say I was overconfident and less than prepared. I was in nursing school at the time and felt like having taken a hospital birth course and being in a maternity class actually at the same time I was pregnant gave me a good idea of what to expect. So I didn't feel like there was any uncertainty, but then I had an awful experience in the hospital and felt completely gypped of my dream birth experience. There was a lot of guilt that came later and a lot of sadness and grief around the birth that I wish I would have had. And then I was pregnant with my second baby two years later. I was a labor and delivery nurse and enrolled in midwifery school at the time. And my eyes had been opened up to both the possibility of hospital birth, that it could be incredible, but also I knew the ins and outs of the hospital system the different interventions, hospital policies, and all the things that I had no idea I should have even considered looking into when I was pregnant with my first baby. But because I was a part of so many mama's birth stories, I knew the good and the bad and the ugly. And I knew that you could make the best birth plan in the world and prepare and hope everything turns out exactly the way that you hoped. But there was 
a much more likely chance that something would come up. Big or small, something would come up and you'd have to be flexible and pivot. So knowing this and having experience as a birth worker, the unpredictability of labor and delivery was one of the most challenging aspects for me to prepare for. But I wanted to share with you three tangible things that you need to keep in mind. You must trust your body first and foremost, and remember that your body has been preparing for this moment for many, many months. Your body naturally knows what to do, even if your mind is unsure. So I really just encourage you to trust the process and trust your instincts. But I also want to throw out a big disclaimer here that sometimes things happen during pregnancy that we could have never foreseen, and we can't just trust that things are going to be okay and that birth is natural and it will just figure itself out. We sometimes have to take action. But knowing when to sit back and when to intervene medically has a lot more to do with individual choice than policy or or anything like that. And this week, I have actually been talking with a pregnant mom, and our conversation inspired me to talk more about this. Because as a birth worker, I often collaborate with many people online or during in-person events, and a lot of the time, the narrative is that all medical treatment is bad, and there is always an agenda being pushed by a provider. Someone who is supporting a mom with a high-risk pregnancy or potential concern often responds to that mom saying something like, have you looked into this or that to try to avoid XYZ? Or are interventions truly necessary? Or even they share anecdotal things like, I know many women who had a home birth and a healthy baby who was X amount of pounds when they were born, and that's just the way that your body made them, so just trust. And this to me is so scary because just like providers maybe put all women in a box with a certain BMI or certain criteria regarding blood sugar levels or blood pressure readings, they're doing the same by saying everyone can have an untouched birth with no intervention. And that's simply not true. And that is perfectly okay. And that's why I love talking to moms like her. So she has the support to pivot to scenarios she may may haven't thought about before for herself, like an induction or a cesarean. We try to avoid these things, but we can't always. So let's make them the best experience possible if they do happen, right? And that is a great segue to remind you that flexibility during your birth is key. Birth plans are great and I love them and definitely recommend that you make a birth plan, but definitely be prepared to adapt to that plan that you make. This is why I refer to birth plans as a list of birth preferences, because I want to know what you want as a supporter in your pregnancy and your birth, and know how to adapt with you to make the experience as positive as possible for your specific values and what you want for your experience. Unexpected circumstances can definitely come up, so it's really important to be open to different birthing options and interventions if necessary, and know that you have choices throughout all of this. I also want you to lean on your support team. Surround yourself with a support network that understands your wishes and can advocate for you when maybe you won't be able to. Their encouragement and presence even can make all of the difference as you are navigating labor and delivery in that moment. 
The next thing to navigate this journey of preparing for a hospital birth with confidence, despite the uncertainties that I wanted to talk about, is informed decision-making. And making choices can be intimidating, but here are a few tips to make it hopefully much easier for you. And the first thing seems obvious, but I found many pregnant moms don't think they need to take a childbirth class. And I'm not one to call anybody out, but if you want to have the best experience, you really have to find a class that hits all of your key wants in your ideal birth. And for me, my framework is autonomy, birth mindset, releasing fears, and knowing your options to make informed decisions. And yes, in my online birth course, I talk about the usual stages of labor, pushing techniques, pain coping strategies, creating a birth plan, etc. But If you are looking for more information on advocating for your birth rights and feeling confident in the choices that you make that you wouldn't get in a hospital course, there are other options out there too than just taking the hospital birth course because that's what your provider recommends. Also, when you are taking a birth course or during prenatal appointments, please, please don't hesitate to ask your healthcare provider questions during those appointments, whether it's about pain management options, procedures, or potential complications, having a clear understanding will help you make choices that fit fit best overall with your preferences for your pregnancy and birth. Some of my favorite questions to remember to ask are, how do you support a natural physiologic birth? This is a really good one. What medical treatments or monitoring do you routinely use for all women? Remember, all women. We want to know how providers are going to answer these questions. Are they treating you individually or as a part of the hospital system? And they're just general generalizing treatment to everybody. Also, how do you handle long labor? I like this one too, because I do not like when labor is rushed in the hospital. I have seen that way too many times with augmenting with breaking the bag of waters or Pitocin. So these are not always necessary interventions. There is a time and a place for them, but asking your provider, how do they handle long labor straight up is a good way to kind of understand their values and how they're going to treat you if this does happen to you. Also asking if you can refuse cervical checks. And do you think the kind of birth that I'm hoping for is possible? This is overall one of the most important questions to ask your provider to make sure that they are on the same page as you and that they're going to advocate for you and support you when you're in the hospital having your baby. These questions alone will give you a really good idea of what your provider values and if informed consent is a priority for them, which it should be. We want to be sure that you are empowered to make informed decisions, so asking questions is really, really important. I have a longer document with questions to consider asking your provider, as well as guidance on how to facilitate conversations with your provider to make sure that your wishes are listened to and understood. So if you're interested, that link can be found at bethconnors.com forward slash questions. And then the last thing to be sure you're actually learning about your options and making informed decisions is to plan ahead and create a birth plan. And before I mention that being flexible is great, but having a birth plan can help you communicate your wishes to anyone caring for you. So I actually recommend both. So being flexible while having a birth plan. 
Be sure to talk with your provider about your choices that you make in your birth plan ahead of time and make sure that they understand your priorities. If anything comes up when you are going over that list of preferences and they don't think that they will be able to accommodate something, this gives you the chance to figure it out and have time to think and come back the next appointment with more questions. And if you wouldn't have done this, then you would have to make a split second decision in the moment or not really given much time if you are in labor and something comes up. So having all of this time to do your research and ask questions is really important for your autonomy and for making informed decisions. And the last piece of navigating the journey of preparing for a hospital birth with confidence, despite uncertainty, is building resilience. Pregnancy and birth can be a physically and emotionally taxing experience, but resilience is essential. And here's how to cultivate it. The first way to do this is through mental preparedness. Consider mindfulness practice, meditation, or birthing affirmations to keep a positive mindset during labor. Even visualizing your birth experience going smoothly can help reduce your anxiety as you are envisioning it over and over again, playing out in this perfect way that you've always dreamed of. It takes away that element of uncertainty if you can play through those scenarios and build up your confidence on how they would play out in the moment with the decisions and the research that you've done. One phone app that I recommend to all my clients is called Insight Timer, which is a meditation app with free guided meditations, which I love. So that's an option to download to help you with your mindfulness preparation for sure. I also want to bring your attention to postpartum support. Making sure that you have postpartum plans made is just as important as the support that you have during your pregnancy and during birth, but like I did, it is so often forgotten about. And I know with my first baby, I had zero thoughts about postpartum. It was all about getting through the pain of contractions, meeting my baby, what that was all going to look like, you know, my baby registry, making sure the nursery was set up. So postpartum definitely gets forgotten about way too much. I kind of just thought I would have a baby like everyone does. And that was the end of my journey. And I would be a mom and my energy would be refocused on the baby. And sure, that is true. But just as your baby needs love and care and attention, so do mothers. So don't be afraid to lean on your friends and your families and connect with professionals to help you process your birth experience and adapt to motherhood in this new transition. No matter if this is your first baby or your fifth baby or however many children you have, it is always a transition and there's always challenges and having support is always something great to have. It is not easy and you definitely don't have to do it alone. And this brings me to my last point about building resilience, and that is self-compassion. I want you to understand that no matter how your birth unfolds, you are a warrior and you are going to be an incredible mother. Be kind to yourself and remember that every birth story is unique and your feelings about whatever happened are 100% valid. Even if you didn't have a quote-unquote traumatic birth, you may have had an amazing birth, but one small thing to someone else didn't happen for you, and it is so upsetting. 
And for me, that was not seeing my baby and not being able to hold her skin to skin for the first hour of her life. I didn't know that I should have advocated to have her right away, and the nursing staff decided to wait until I was finished with my repair to give her to me. But there were complications, so I didn't get to see her for, it was over an hour, and that to me is probably the thing that sticks with me the most and makes me the most upset about my entirely awful first birth experience. There was a lot more that was went terribly wrong, but this was the one thing that has always stuck with me, and I made sure with my second baby that that was something that was, you know, bolded, highlighted, circled on my birth plan, and it happened for me. So that was something that I was very grateful for. But looking back, I do kind of just feel silly for not having asked to see her, knowing what I do now. And I feel like that's just a really good example of being wrapped up in the hospital system and going along as this compliant patient that is just doing what the nurses say and your provider says without a second thought. And this is the way that they just do it for efficiency purposes, but they're not individualizing the care for you and what you individually want. So if I would have understood that before, I would have had a much different experience. Or even if you really didn't want an epidural, for example, but you chose that for yourself during your birth, that is perfectly okay. It's okay to feel frustrated, but it's also okay that your birth plan had to pivot and know that in the moment, this was the best choice for you. And the fact that you advocated for what you needed is great. So I'm not saying that you can't feel guilty or sad because those feelings are valid, but I want you to give yourself grace and remember you are incredible and you should be proud of your experience birthing your baby. Thank you so much for joining me today on Your Birth Bestie podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll want to head over to bethconnors.com forward slash choices and download my number one free resource, 15 Hidden Hospital Birth Choices Every Pregnant Mom Should Know from your first appointment to your last. And with this information, you'll be able to eliminate any surprises and take charge of your hospital birth. Please remember you are not alone in this journey. Embrace the unknown, make informed decisions, and build resilience. Your birth experience is a chapter in the incredible story of motherhood, and I'm here to support you every step of the way.